A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sab who? <laughs> Sab why? Sab where? This weekend, in the corner of Adam Cole against Chris Jericho in an unsanctioned match at AEW Double or Nothing, I'm Ollie Davis. This is Luco and DAD. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk review podcast of last night's AEW Dynamite, the go home show to Double or Nothing. If you haven't already, please press the subscribe button, press the thumbs up button, give us a comment down below with what you thought of the episode, and send in those. Oh! mega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support we'll read out every single one of them over five us dollars before the end of the show and our main talking point is ecw original sabu the homicidal genocidal death defying death defying homicide yeah homicidal genocidal death defying sabu yeah sabu who has just been added seamlessly <laughs> into the chris jericho adam cole feud over Soraya beating up Britt Baker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like, dude, he is, he's suicidal. He's homicidal. He's genocidal. He's from Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's in all the intros. So I thought this was an excellent contract signing segment. Okay. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought Cole's promo was great. I thought Jericho was equally as great in this. I, sorry, just to jump in. I think Jericho's work is really, really low key awesome here. That yeah. that uh, strand that he keeps taking. What kind of a man are you? So letting your wife, like your girlfriend, get beaten up like that. This segment, I should, I'm actually slightly annoyed at myself. The death defying was the WWE version of Sabu because they didn't want to say suicidal. They just said he was homicidal. Uh, genocidal. Course, yes, because, uh, homicidal's fine, but yeah, don't say genocidal. Yeah, <laughs> pretty big. <laughs> don't say suicidal. The kids might get ideas. They it really escalates. <laughs> but so death defying Sabu. Um, so in this segment, Jericho rolls the clip of them beating up Britt Baker. Like so, in this segment, they said they are not going to touch each other. They have. They are because, and if they do, the match is going to be thrown off and all this that and the other. So. Jericho rolls that clip again and he's like, you are unbelievable. 
I've just shown you what happened to your girlfriend and you're still not touching <laughs> me. You're a coward. Yeah. I thought it was really great stuff. And Cole's babyface promo before then was like, yeah, it's pretty pretty strong worded, I'd say. He said he's going to break his legs, going to break his fingers. Uh, it's always difficult when you say stuff like that. Uh, and it's it's difficult to really credibly follow through on things. It is difficult when you're saying, like, I'm going to break your legs cause you, so you can't walk. I'm going to break your hands because you can't sign things. And I'm going to do that with a Panama sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe that's why he's got Sabu. Oh, <laughs> gonna do it off like the triple jump, yeah, yeah. triple jump Panama sunrise. Yeah, uh, this was this was all uh, this was a good segment. Um, yeah, like the storyline. It's it hasn't got to that level of just overbooked Jericho-ness yet. Yet, oh, there's still time. <laughs> um, but one one of the things I liked about it was how intimate and blood feudy it was. You know, that's why it's an unsanctioned match. AEW think this has gone too far. So it won't say we, we're going to let our referee officiate your violence. Mm. Granted, that pulls up some contradictions in, in company policy yep. for the Anarchy and Arena match, which I would say has been far more dangerous. Screwdrivers are involved. But I don't mind. I don't mind that. The, the addition of Sabu really is a shoot. I, I popped for Sabu. Yeah. I'm I'm weirdly happy he's there, but this is undeniably shoehorned in and makes no sense. Okay, so I agree, but here I think here is the reason why. I think we also need to address the slight elephant in the room. I'm also now questioning myself over whether that was the WW version or whether it was the ECW <laughs> version. The comments will correct me. It's fine, um, and I and I'm, I'm glad that they Are will. You okay. <laughs> No, I'm, 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 I'm all I'm all lost. <laughs> and also, the other the other thing that we do need to discuss, and you and I have had this before when we have reviewed uh, old pay per views on WrestleTalk Extra, is you say Sabu, oh, when his name is Sabu. Sorry, but I but I but I also that's just how I've always said it. I don't know if you're actually correct. Sabu, yeah. What are you say, saying? Sabu, Sabu, yeah. Sabu. <laughs> is this like that? Hyundai, yeah, Hyundai situation, garage, <laughs> schedule. <laughs> um, but okay, so I said this in the office today um, because Tempest was like, "Why is Sabu part of this match?" And I said, "Well, he's you know he's from the local area, and um, Tony Khan likes to sort of like celebrate mm. professional wrestling history by." giving a little spotlight to people who have paved the way for, for others. And then I stopped and I paused and I said, oh, he's a less problematic crown prince. Eight, you know how like people say about the crown prince, well, like those WWE shows in Saudi Arabia were just the crown prince's six, sweet 16th birthday party, oh. where he just got, I want this toy, I want that toy, I want this I toy. See. And Vince would go like, well, here's all the toys, pal. And be like, I want the Yokozuna toy. He'd be like, ah, oh, I can't get him that one, but I can get him this knockoff Yokozuna mm. toy, and that, that should appease the child. I think Tony Khan is a similar way, because AEW is just his toy box. And now he's like, and now I've got my Sabu action figure yeah. in here. And I had my Jeff Hardy action figure a couple of weeks back. And now I've got a Roderick Strong action figure that's also here. And I own Ring of Honor, <laughs> and I'm trying to recreate a part of TNA. <laughs> so he's just like... Collisions WCW. It's like, well, exactly, yeah. So it's just like, I think having Sabu there is just part of like, he has got a, a rich tapestry within the wrestling world. It is an unsanctioned match, which means it's going to be full of violence. Mm -hmm. It's going to be full of 
death-defying moves, you might say. There'll be some homicidal, suicidal, genocidal moments in there. So why not have someone who sort of personifies that style of wrestling when you can't get Abyss? So you put Sabu in that position. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But, I like, it, but also at the same time, it does. I don't know here's what your the, version of sense is Here's anymore. the thing where it doesn't make sense, uh-huh. is that he's the special guest enforcer for the match. Yes. But Adam Cole introduced him as being in his corner. And so it feels like he is in his corner and is the special guest enforcer of the match. So that almost morally compromises Adam Cole as the babyface mm. to have the the person who can act as a referee be on his side. Like at least when Mike Tyson was the special guest enforcer, he was with DX and he was there to you know possibly screw over Austin before he just you know sided with Austin instead. Yeah, I, yeah, that makes no sense. Uh, also, the terms of the unsanctioned matches. There's, if there's a special guest enforcer going to be there, Jericho and Cole would presumably have to agree on that. It's not for Cole to just change the terms of match. So that doesn't work conceptually. But also, Jericho still has a numbers advantage of about four people. Yeah, but two of those are like Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, who are no match for Sabu. Sabu carries a knife in his in his uh, his boots. Yep, yep. He he also looked quite quite awkward when he was walking. It's because he's he's not in the greatest shape in in his life. Yeah. I I don't think. I don't think people are going to be buying tickets to go see Double Nothing and expect to see a triple jump moonsault from him. What He'll try. <laughs> he always tries. He always tries. <laughs> and like every time he's tried it, there's a 70-30 chance it doesn't go right. And who knows which way that 70-30 <clears throat> actually swings. Um, I think more he will just throw chairs at Menard and Parker like he did on, <laughs> on this show. He will throw a chair at, at Daniel Garcia. He will throw a chair at... Um, at Jake Hager, mm. he'll then pose. The crowd will pop. Panama Sunrise, and we, the match continues. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. I, I'm happy that Sabu's there, but I just I don't think he fits in this. I, you know, there's the anarchy in the arena thing. He could pop up there, but that doesn't make any storyline sense. Oddly, I think that makes less sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what I you think, mean. I think they would they would try. It would make, weirdly it would make more sense for him to just appear in the Team TNA storyline yeah. he's appeared in tna before i don't associate him with tna no but like I, I you know i think they were trying to make it make sense on commentary being like oh well you know sabu's got history with chris jericho because jericho did have a very brief spell in ecw for a bit and i suppose sabu had a very brief spell in wcw for a bit they were both part of 2006 <sighs> it's clutching at straws raw was jericho around when uh, when Sabu mm. was doing his stuff with Cena, when they did the ECW revival, I, yeah, I, 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 I think they are—they're trying. You're—you're—you sound like a madman. Yeah, oh. you've gone too far the other way. You're trying to just like explain oh, this. I, I am—I am explaining <clears throat> Tony Khan's reasoning yeah. for it. I don't think that Tony Khan's reasoning is correct on this, <laughs> but I'm explaining what I think his thought process sure. is going into having Sabu as part of this match. Um, we we just did our prediction show. We'll go live tomorrow, and we predicted well if Cole brought a Sabu, or Sabu, Sabu, <laughs> maybe Jericho will Sabu. unveil a uh, ECW original of his own. And we, you know, possibly he's also in Las Vegas, a Rob Van Dam. Mm. Maybe they thought this was going to be Rob Van Dam, but then Rob was on the the, the draft. Um, as WWE Hall of Famer Rob Van Dam, so maybe 
he can't be part of, of this. But look, you know, you could call in some other ECW originals. Dean Malenko is backstage. Jerry Lynn is backstage. So there's other people you could possibly bring into this yeah. from, from Jericho's past. Dean Malenko would almost make more sense. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. I, I don't, look, the only thing that makes sense is Carl O'Reilly and Bobby Fish showing up. But Carl O'Reilly's injured and Bobby Fish has burnt every bridge with this promotion. It does. It says a lot about Bobby Fish's standing in wrestling. This <laughs> guy was like, I'd, I'd rather work with Sabu than yeah, bring yeah. back top Bobby Fish. And Triple H is like, oh, no, it's, we're, we're good. We're good for the moment. Yeah. Um, hiring freeze. Hiring freeze. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, uh, that's what we've got going in. Still excited. I thought it was good. I just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it is. <clears> and it doesn't. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shall we see what everybody's thoughts are on the Omega Chats? WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Uh... Get those in. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Matt Hennessy says, I really love this dynamite and I'm excited for Double or Nothing. But Tony Khan had said previously he would never hire Hogan. Uh, yet Sabu was on dynamite and he is allegedly what well, uh, Matt says. I don't know about this. This, this is a story. Ryan Satin um, mm. uh, brought this up. So Sabu uh, in the past has used uh, racial slurs and, and refused to apologize for mm -hmm. it. This was sort of, this was back in 2016. Um 
who knows that things might have changed within Sabu might have actually apologized for it since, but that's not been reported. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what the, the state of it there. What we do know is that in 2016, he did say, I refuse to apologize for this. Uh, Matt continues, which he never apologized for and stood by those comments. It does make Tony and AEW look bad for letting Sabu in on their show. Also, with Fightful confirming AEW going to a hard brand split with Dynamite and Collision, will you review both shows with Punk being exclusive to Collision? We will be doing reviews for Collision. They will not be on the Sunday after the show. They'll be on the Monday after the show instead. So mm -hmm. every Monday we'll be reviewing uh, Collision. Having said that, Meltzer has also said that Punk will be on Dynamite. If, if, the, if, the, if the event calls for it, he will be also be on Dynamite. And I believe that is the case because champions will be floating across all, both brands as well. Uh, Hangman Page and Danielson have been on the... the branding and the advertising for collision so i think there is certain people that may not go across onto both shows but i think it is going to be more floaty mm. than you know it, i don't think this is quite raw and smackdown hard lines what do you make of sabu the hiring in general because it's not i i didn't know about those things i mean neither did i and you know i i but when i found out about it, i was like ah i but i you know i think there are a company that often you know, they, when Brian Kendrick was going to be brought in and then people kicked off about it and then Brian Kendrick was mm -hmm. taken off the show. Yeah, WWE took Brian Kendrick back and no one said anything. In fact, he was there quite recently yeah. um, um, doing work for them again and, and no one has made a peep. I think that it's it's less of a public thing. I think mm. Ryan, Ryan Satin is shining a light on this, which I do think is correct. So we'll see how AEW do respond to that. But for all we know, behind closed yeah. doors, there may have been a lot of bridges amended for this. I'm, you know, it might be, it might not be anything like the Hogan situation, which was, I'm sorry, I got caught. <laughs> but and, the best apology. And then, and then in his interview this week, said it's a speed bump in my career. Uh, <clears throat> it could be a completely different story, but we don't know. Thank God it's not the wall, brother. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry, Streamlabs has not recorded this next person's name, so do tell the moderators and we'll give you a shout out. They say, even with Sabu added and Akal return, if he's healthy again, Cole is still at a numbers disadvantage. What if RVD shows up to even the numbers? RVD did mention on Twitter in April he could show up in AEW oh. if Tony called. Which that corrects me on what I said earlier, that hmm. maybe it's a, a WWE thing. But yeah, like you do Sabu here, uh, but then the actual reveal on the show is Rob Van Dam is also there to you know do the spots that sabu can't makes absolutely no sense bm whitehouse 76 ftr are great when they wrestle but i genuinely don't think they are an act meant for weekly tv unless they wrestle every week like cassidy when they have promo segments it's so flipping boring it's ironic because they don't do flips mm. they should have signed with either new japan or impact well the, the AEW does allow you to work uh, New Japan, so you, it's kind of the same thing signing with AEW. Uh, I I think Dax is a great promo. His fight like a girl promo. Oh my god, yeah. I, I think he's a genuine. I don't think this was his strongest promo. Mm. I agree with BM Whitehouse uh, on that sort of thing. I don't. Think it, it almost felt like my my. I, I obviously I don't know if this is for certain, but my reading of his promo was like he forgot Dixie's name and was <laughs> just stalling until he was like. It's on the tip of my tongue. Mm. Dixie Carter, that's her name. Um, and as I, well, I don't think this was his best promo, but I would never say they're bad promos because I think they've done incredible promos uh, across their time in AEW. Uh, Louise Marie, I heard y'all are loving my gift of Quentin the Quack. Oh, was that from you to, to Tempest? Love all of you guys. Lou from Melbourne. 
Thank oh. you very much, Lou. Thank you very much. Uh, Tempest hugs that little critter with delight in the he office. Does. And I also got to learn that it's a real animal. Mm. Tempest said to me, do you like my quokka? I was like, you can't just make up words. <laughs> and, I, and I don't play Pokemon. Uh, but it turns out it's a real thing. Uh, Master Popo 12. Hey, gents. Year two of the Dynamite Review, keeping me company on my 14-hour drive from Boston to Indianapolis. By the time you guys catch this, I'll be about eight hours in, so I appreciate the company. See you guys for the Double or Nothing review on the long return drive back. We are honoured to be part of your Double or Nothing tradition, yeah. Master Popo. And Harriet Manga Girl Memberg for five months. Uh has been a member for five months. She sent, she sent a blue heart emoji, which is very nice. Thank you, Harry. Stan G also has become a member, and they said, finally caught you guys live, waving hello all the way from Georgia. Hi. Hey. Hello. Uh, right, let's get back into the... Um, oh, we we'll just have one more from I'm Just Marcus on the Sabu issue. I'm worried about Sabu being a part of this, but not for the reasons that they want in storyline. Didn't Sabu just have medical issues recently? And he's not a young man, but then again, Sting is jumping off high things, so who knows? But thoughts? It, it depends on what you have him do. Like, if you send him out there and ask him to do, like, you know, triple jump moonsaults, then probably that is a issue. But if mm. he's just there to stand around <laughs> and throw some chairs... Light a table on fire. But, you know, like, and it's not like he his injuries are going to... Um, impede him throwing chairs because he threw them recklessly when he was fine <laughs> so i don't think i don't yeah. think it's going to make him any worse at throwing chairs at people with reckless abandon i'm more worried about everyone else around sabu than i am sabu i think a lot of uh, people thought that in ecw as well when sabu came in adam cole looked worried <laughs> and <laughs> when, he's on your side when he started lobbing chairs Right, so this review of AEW Dynamite began, this episode rather, began with Orange Cassidy defending against Kyle Fletcher. Wow. This is the match that I was actually asking for. Like when they, because Kyle Fletcher attacked Cassidy a couple of weeks back and then last week, uh, that's when they set up the Battle Royal. And I said, oh, I kind of wish it was just a Cassidy-Fletcher singles match because those two would have an awesome match together. Mm. Oh, and behold, we got it this week instead. Yeah. And, oh my God, like Kyle Fletcher... We have been watching him for quite some time. We, like four years ago, we saw one of our favorite matches live ever at the Super Strong Style against uh, Jordan Devlin, uh, who is now, of course, JD McDonough on the main roster. He he was great then. He's great in Aussie Open from the first time we saw him, but maybe they did too many moves. He's great as a single star four years ago. And then, of course, we saw him. I didn't, you weren't there, but I saw Ozzy open at the New Japan show last summer. Just the, the FCR feud, right? They are so good. I didn't see that match. Oh, that's that, was that was the previous that was the night, day. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and then seeing him here, I'm like, oh my God, you are Will Ospreay. Like the way he moves, the intensity, the kicks, the, the snapping moves, the mostly neck based bumps. Yep. He, could, is, he is Osprey from five years ago. You could say he's Will Ospreay. <laughs> you did it! <laughs> you did it! <laughs> pretty pleased with that one. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Come on, pop for that in the comments. <laughs> You're not going to get anything better all weekend. Good, we'll end the stream there. <laughs> play it, play it!
Um, so Cassidy kicked out of a tombstone pile driver. <laughs> Two of them, no less. One of which was a spinning one. He didn't even get a chance to kick out of the first one. Tombstone pile driver. Carl picks him back up, hits a spinning jumping one. Cassidy kicks out of that. It was. It looked. This was such a fun match to watch. But my God, did a part of my brain go? That's too many moves. So, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if I can, I'm going to pop on my AEW defense attorney hat. Go for it. The story of this finish, as Taz explained, is that Carl Fletcher went to the pile driver well once, mm. one too mm. many times. Cassidy read the situation, was able to roll him up and get the win. And that's why like Cassidy, once again, surviving this yeah. match through a mistake that his opponents made. In order to do that, you have to do quite a few pile drivers. <laughs> I, I would say don't do jumping spinning pile drivers uh and then like middle rope mishinoku uh drivers as well um probably just do some standard pile drivers yeah it's that is a that is exactly the story they told and it worked and it was really good but it's just gonna take some time for me to adjust to the tombstone pile driver being essentially a super kick yeah, or a DDT. And I, in the same way that I get audiences in the 90s had to go from, like, it used to finish matches. Mm. Like, when Jake did it, it finished matches. Unless you're Raven, of course, in which case it still finishes matches. But everyone now just uses DDTs as regular moves to set up for other things. Yeah. The, the Canadian Destroyers Canadian, as well. Canadian as a great example. In 2005, ain't no one kicking out of a Canadian Destroyer with, when Petey Williams hits you with it. Now <laughs> it is a setup move for other things. It's like The Undertaker retiring has made it carte blanche on pile drivers. Uh, yeah, I, like I don't love it, but I I recognise this is the way the art form is going. I, I hear you. So other things you've got to get on board. I, I completely agree. I mean, I, what I really liked about this match was um, like like Cassidy right at the start of this was almost like trying to stay into the corner and get the referee to sort of like block Carl because Carl came at him mm. really fast. So Cassidy was like, oh, I need to. I actually need some time to be able to get myself into this match because he is burning the candle at both ends he's got tape up his back he's got the wrist thing as well like i i really like this story such a good story and then at two moments in this match he was trying to go get the count out victory like he hit a move on the outside rolled back into the ring and he was yelling at the referee to, to count and then like when he saw the car was getting back up ran back outside hit beach break on the outside mm. and then got back in the ring to be like count him out count him out count him out love this desperate orange cassidy that he's so desperate to keep hold of this title and prove that he can keep hold of this title that he's now going to face 20 other men in a battle royal that he's going to have to beat off vigorously in order to keep hold of this belt got to beat them off uh really looking forward to that match i think it'll be very dramatic uh ricky starks is backstage and he said i've had enough of uh bullet club gold attacking me and then bullet club Gold attacked him. I, I do enjoy Juice screaming Ricky. Yeah, it, it's very Bianca, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but also, I think uh, Ricky's in the Battle Royal. Ricky is, yeah. He announced himself for the Battle yeah. Royal in this segment. I would not put Jay White in that Battle Royal. I but think, put Juice in there, they yeah. can both eliminate him. I think so. I'm not, I think this feud has, has cooled off so much and it wasn't hot to begin with, but... That's what I can see the company doing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cooled off, pre-tape Jungle Boy interview came next, uh, mostly talking about his commute to the pay-per-view. <laughs> it's like reading Pete Gass's autobiography. <laughs> so he, he talks about driving to the stadium, and this time he's going to drive back with the world title. Yeah. 
Uh, then we had FTR uh, come down into the ring saying, T Team TNA are smart. They've outsmarted us a bunch of times. Um, but ultimately, they're just a bunch of rejects from TNA. They better make sure that your bitch wife has a job it, after it, the pay-per-view. He said, he said queen bitch. Queen bitch. No, I'm not talking about your wife, Karen, who, of course, debuted last week. I'm talking about Dixie Carter. Yeah. It, 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 <clears throat> the punchline is good. You know, and I think for the AEW crowd to be like, oh, Dixie Carter. He said a thing. He said a thing that we know from TNA. That one of the things we hate about TNA, Dixie Carter. Whoa, boo. Um, I don't think it worked, though, because I, I think it took him a little while to get to the point. I was, as, as I said earlier, stumbling across the lines a little bit. Mm. Didn't think this was great. Sometimes when you say a thing that you think they're banned to say, it pops me anyway. So when he said Dixie Carter, I did go, oh, Dax. <laughs> uh, but then Mark Briscoe comes down and, you know, quite reasonably, I think, he wanted to know how Dax was able to hit a perfect pile driver. I, I mean, if that was me, I'd have been, I'm not even angry. I'm impressed. <laughs> Tell me how you did it because you were totally blinded by alcoholic spirit. Yeah, because Dax then was like, oh, I was blind. I, can, I thought it was one of those Team TNA fools. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how like it's a possible scenario. Yeah, but Dax uh, decided to be too masculine and aggressively asked Mark to shake my hand and let's put it behind us. I have apologized, mate. You shake my hand. And so then Mark pushed his hand away and he was like, well, now I've got to be ultra-masculine. I'm not leaving this <laughs> ring until you shake my hand. Which was, you know, it was a bit weird, but it was fine. And Mark, yeah, I think he just walked off. And this was where I was like, this is so much fun. Because Team TNA <laughs> are lining the ramp like Tyler Breeze's Brooklyn entrance. You know, when he's got all the models in various parts of the New York skyline. That's yeah. weirdly what it made me think of. And Mark is just like, boof, boof. Oh, you're Karen Jarrett, boof. Karen Jarrett walks out and be like, well done, Mark. Thanks for being on our side. Push up. <laughs> then Jeff Jarrett's like, thank you, Mark. Thanks for being on our side. Slaps him as well. Walks up Sanjay does like, thank you, Mark. Thanks for being on our side. Off you go, Sanjay. It is a meme. This is a, this is a gif or a gif, no, but depending on how you say it. That I will use Subu, that. Sabu. Sabu. I will use that clip to describe feelings sometimes. Yeah. I thought it was very well done. And then he gets to the top and Jay Lethal's like, bro. And you hear Mark, really, really well delivered off uh, Mike, go, look, you're my boy, but I'm sick of this bull S word. And he yeah. storms off. Got it, over the story of the match. I, I am concerned though that this is going to spell an end for Team TNA. Because if Lethal splits away from them... Then what, what happens to the rest of the group? You distill it to its purest form. <laughs> the Jeff Jarrett singles run. It's Jeff Jarrett and uh, Sanam Singh. <laughs> it's Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett. <laughs> International title. Um, yeah, so we still don't know which way Mark's going to go at the pay-per-view. He's special guest referee, of course. Thought they did that effectively. Look, and I, I enjoyed parts of that. Spoilers for my predictions tomorrow. Uh, I've gone for FTR to retain a part of me that wants to see <laughs> TNA win because it will make Tempest so angry and it will make Kate from Fightful so <laughs> angry and sometimes you just want to watch the world burn you want those tears I want to get those marked tears I'm thirsty mm. I need those marked tears is it still there oh I deleted it I thought I still had my or is it no I haven't got it oh, anymore well. 
After that, we got Sammy Guevara cutting a babyface pre-tape promo backstage. It is. Though... I do have it there. There it is. The actual <laughs> elite. Even though nobody likes him. Uh, then we got a new open house challenge. This is the House of Black's trios custom match that hopefully will be available in Fight Forever. <laughs> so we got to. That's why it took so long. <laughs> There's so many extra rules to put in. <laughs> the, the, like the mechanic where you get to enter what your stipulation is to add to the two existing yeah, yeah. ones. So the the chosen rule from the opponents was quite smart because it's AR Fox, Metalik, and Blake Christian doing a effectively Lucha Libre rules, which means as soon as someone gets out of the ring, someone else can get him. They didn't quite explain that well on commentary, but I, I picked it up quite I fast. thought they did, because they, they were saying like this plays into to Metalik's, and then they were really putting over his history with Lucha. I agree, though. And the only reason I don't think it worked particularly... I don't think it translated into the match would be my thing. Like it, it is smart. I think the commentary, you know, explained it to an extent, but it didn't actually play anything into the match. So it was there, but it also wasn't there. Yeah, the main thing that played into the match was the no rope breaks, which I lo- I love by the way that being the thing and the twenty count because you got all three of House of Black getting the other three in submissions one by one by one. Most awesomely when Brody King just appeared from out of nowhere and. I can't remember, just got someone by yeah. the neck. Buddy Matthews using Rhea Ripley's submission as well. Oh, of course. Yeah, very good. Cool. Um, they changed the lighting somewhat. This is the second time they've done this, and a lot of people were critical of how dark the audience was lit. I didn't mind it. I thought it made it atmospheric. But they've done it with a sort of scattered dappling of light effect. Mm. So it's nice to see them refine and listen to feedback. Yeah. Blackpool Combat Club oh, promo from the locker room. This was great. Mm. This was such a good promo. This is just one of those promos that made me so excited to see a wrestling match. It's mostly Danielson and Mox. But more Mox, really. Just saying nobody's better in the world at wrestling than them. They're the professionals. The elite are amateurs. It's the way that Mox delivers mm. promos is unlike anyone else. I think he's a real like natural at it. I think he's so damn good. Yeah. And yeah, like he makes me want to see him wrestle and want to see the, them wrestle the other guys. So I'm, it's my most anticipated match of mm-hmm. Double or Nothing. I'm so excited for Anarchy in the Arena and this like pushed my hype levels up even further. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to Double or Nothing. Usually I get the dread of the length of the show and it'll still be long, but I'm, yeah, I'm just excited now. Uh, MJF came out, awesomely went over to the commentary desk, sipped a bit of Tony Schiavone's drink, then chucked it over him. Yuck, 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 yuck. Uh, And he came down, cut a promo, uh, said Jungle Boy. He wants Jungle Boy to be thrown in an echo chamber so he can bore himself to death. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rough thing for the, the heel to say yeah. truth parts. It is. This, what I liked about this as a, as a promo segment, um, which I'll be honest, was not a lot. Um, I, I don't think this was an effective go-home segment uh, in terms of building the the four pillars match. But the, the one thing I did like about it was MJF is very good at doing what you should do in promos, which is you bury your opponent in saying that I am better than them while at the same time putting them over mm. massively so yeah. they are on your level. Because, you know, the way that veterans will explain to you, if you go out there and just say, well, you suck, and then you beat them, it's like, well, who did you beat then? A guy that sucked. But if you'll be like, but you are on my level and then I beat you, that puts me up onto the next stage. 
So I thought he did that very well because, he's, you know, he did rag on all three of them and made fun of them, but then said, you know, these are homegrown stars that didn't get here without cheat codes like everybody else mm. did. And really sort of about how, like, uh, we're not just part of AEW, we are AEW. Great line. This was, this was MJF saying, like, we are we are the pillars of this. You know, MJF's like, oh, no, I'm not one of these pillars, this and the other. But remember, he was saying, we are the four pillars mm. of this promotion. But then snaps into the character being like, but I don't want to be part of this. I'm bored. I'm bored. And hey, look, my contract is coming up. Oh, you don't like it when I talk about my contract. Tony certainly doesn't. And wasn't it a coincidence that my contract is going to be coming up soon and he puts me in a four-way match where I don't have to be pinned to lose the mm. title? I, I, you know, sort of putting himself in the, the victim role here. I thought it was a very, very good promo, but he was the best thing about this. Actually, that's unfair. So I thought Darby was, was yeah. really good. Um, of course, Max did not bring up or name drop the other Khan, his friend Paul, his friend Cody, any reference to WWE, which usually he does do a lot of. So I do think wisely they're just making it a, oh, MJF's against the company of AEW as opposed to MJF wants to leave for WWE. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And I think he's definitely re-signed. <coughs> oh, I think it's a great story, though. Yeah. Darby came out. Uh, he sort of told his babyface life story. Uh, and then he said maybe he'd beat Max with a headlock takeover. Mentioned this, mentioned climbing Everest as well. Yes, which he wants to do. Is it this year or is it next year? I think it's next year. Yeah. Um, he, I don't think he got like a, an amazing reaction. That's one of the great crowds mm -hmm. all night. It kind of reminded me of the, uh, the the Pennsylvania crowd that we had on Raw, which was just like, do you know there's wrestling on? There's, like, <laughs> there's, re there's good wrestling happening here. You should probably have a, pay attention and wake up a little bit. But um, I thought that Darby was passionate. I think he is the best of the three in yeah. terms of like the three challenges. Because Sammy's promo was, eh. And, and um, you know, Jungle Boys was, hmm. Mm. But I thought Darby's actually had a, a bit of passion to it. You and I took a bit of flack last week in the in the Oh, did we? Yeah, because we said that the crowd didn't sound like they were into Sammy. But, they, you know, according to the comments, the crowd was massively into Sammy. Oh. I didn't see that this week either. No. Um, yeah, so Max... Well, that's, not, that's not exclusive to him. Max just kicked Darby in the balls. Sammy ran down for the save. He's not a baby face. It's awkward. Uh, and then Max runs up the ramp. Jungle Boy's there, takes him out, poses with the belt. Everyone, ooh, four pillars. This felt like an angle for a few weeks ago. Yeah. Not the go-home angle. That's what I mean. So it's they're just trying to keep it boiling as opposed to leveling it up. Yeah, this was this was not the hot go-home angle that this feud needs. Ty Valkyrie versus Lady Frost next. This was really just a, a match for Tyre to get a win and some momentum on Dynamite for her TBS title shot against Jay Cargill. Um, Lady Frost was impressive. Lady though. Frost is great. Yeah, She's so really she used good. to wrestle in Impact. Yep. Heard her name forever. I've seen her wrestle a few times. She was one of the people that when NXT 2.0 uh, began, she was rejected for NXT 2.0 because she was too old. Um, I think... I'll double check how mm. old she is, but she was determined to be too old to be part of NXT 2.0. Well, she was, it was an interesting choice to put her in this because then I'm like, oh, cool, Lady Frost looks good. Yeah. And then she's oh, 38. But the point of this match was to give Tyre the shine going into the Cargill match. Yeah, it, it's one of those of like damned if you do, damned if you don't situations. A bit of catch 22, I suppose, because you do need to give Tyre, um, you know, the, the momentum going into this, but you don't want to, because, because, you know, Lady Frost is doing stuff with Ring of Honor 
and uh, there's every chance that she is going to get the all elite graphics soon you don't want to completely like just make her look like a, a loser um so the answer to that is don't put lady frost in this yeah <laughs> yeah uh but yeah, Tyre won with the Road to Valhalla. Good storytelling because that's the move she is now able to use in the title match of the pay-per-view. Jade was watching on the ramp as well. Uh, Tony Khan then got his announcement. They said like half an hour before this, before this up next, Tony Khan's going to have his announcement. There was a little graphic on the screen and it wasn't up next. I was like, has, <laughs> has something gone wrong uh -oh. oh my god in the three minutes before that ad break yeah have they pulled it and then it came here it was a, a standard thing he drew it out because he read off every single other place that collision's gonna take place and ending regina south carolina <laughs> i said that on my news today and i've seen two comments go a bloodhound gang <laughs> reference I know. Well, on uh, yesterday's news video, I said "collision" in the style of Faith No More song "Collision" from <laughs> King for a Day, and at least two people were like, oh, "That's a, I didn't think about." I, I like recognize that. I recognize that thing. That thing. Um, and I, I, I don't know about you, but I was genuinely nervous. I was sitting there. I was like, you know, I, this was the most absorbed I've been in anything. And Tony Khan's not the best promo guy, so I was like that. That twenty seconds of him reading those place names waiting for him to announce the venue of the debut episode it's the united center in chicago yeah and i was just like yes come on and the crowd went yeah oh wait you know what that means then <laughs> look I, I i think he's he's gonna get cheered in chicago because he always will be but i hey look maybe i'm going fancy booking here i want to put forward my pitch that i had when he first came back which is, you give him the Bret Hart role. He is a heel everywhere apart from Chicago. The MJF role. An MJF role, that's another good example. So you can get this babyface thing here, but then I think you will probably quite quickly uh, need to turn him heel. Maybe just do the Joe Punk match on the first episode of Collision, where he will get cheered, because, you know, with Joe is the heel. Uh, but I think you may... <sighs> I am so curious to see what the reaction to punk is going to be because aew is a hardcore audience probably 95 percent of the audience know what happened mm. at all out last year and have been keeping up with all of the shenanigans that have happened since so they're gonna know and i i wonder if it's gonna split an audience maybe some people will love him some people will hate him for it i'm so fascinated to see what happens not on week one but week two yeah I really don't know because we've all been so preoccupied with will he come back that we haven't had time to address the next step of that, which is, do the audience want him back? So Dave Meltzer has said that he is factored in for all in. What do you think what do you think a London crowd does for punk? Well, it's a Brandon, much what, larger It's a larger thing, but we haven't had a punk match in you know, even longer than, you know, his his lengthy absence that he had from professional wrestling. If I had to if I had to put my money somewhere now, I'd say well, it depends on what character he is. That's it, yeah. But I think we'd cheer him because we're a bunch of smarky smarts. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a baby face in Chicago and London. Yeah. Uh but yes, very exciting. Well, maybe it's not, maybe you're dreading it. Uh the crowd did cheer and boot and then they cut to the ad break. Yeah. 
think that was tactfully placed because they, they they should be they know they must be aware yeah as i said this is it's week two is is the reaction that i'm most curious by um if you missed it earlier we will be doing reviews of collision we'll be doing them every monday uh, after the show has aired obviously that will uh, not be happening when there's AEW pay-per-view days because those are on Sundays, which means we review the pay-per-views on the Mondays. Uh, but maybe we'll do like a little recap or mm-hmm. something. But the first episode of Collision, we were doing live stream reactions to. We're going to be watching the first episode of Collision uh, so we can do our, give our reactions to Punk's return and then we'll be doing a, a review of that directly afterwards. Yeah, and I can not cry again. Do you not think you'll cry this time? I don't think so. It's different it's this time. very different. Um, Hangman Page is backstage talking to Alex Marvez. I don't know what he talked about. I was just thinking how goddamn cool he looks. He's got an eye patch. He well, he is quite Snake Plissken mm. uh, right now. He he is a bit yes. He looks like he wants to escape from New York. Um, and I I like to hear that he's you know he's like me. I'm very good friends with Matt and Nick Jackson. I've never really been friends with Kenny, but we're family. Which I thought was a, a really, yeah. really nice line. And he said, you know, they've, he's always been family to me. And the, the Blackpool Combat Club have taken everything from us. They took my eye. They took Matt's arm. They even took Don from Kenny. Mm. So this Sunday, they're going to pay in blood. I'm sure Mox is thrilled by this. <laughs> I've bled for so long. Uh, we got the Jericho Cole contract signing that we've already covered. One, one last thing on that segment, because I forgot to mention this earlier. When Sabu came out, I had... Remember that bit in The Simpsons when uh, Homer is thinking about going to clown college and he's looking around the table and people are just saying normal things to him, but he's just seeing them all dressed as clowns. Mm-hmm. And like Marge goes like, what's wrong, homie? And then he stands up and he's like, that's it! I've had enough of you guys talking about me! I'm going to clown college! And he walks out and Bart goes, well, I don't think any of us expected him to say that. <laughs> that's what I had with Sabu. <laughs> Because I was like, it's Kyle O'Reilly, it's Bobby Fish. And then Sabu was like, I did not expect that. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was quite, Sabu brings a, a definite weird chaos. <laughs> because then they cut, after that sort of bit of his return, he's lobbing chairs, they cut to a Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm video package, very well done. They come back, and people are still sort of like, like the people in the ring are like, What's, what's going on? <laughs> was that meant to happen? So is, is he going to throw any more chairs? So Garcia, because now we go into Daniel Garcia versus Roderick Strong, which for me is like, that's a, that is mouthwatering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like they had the match that they can. This felt like, uh, you know, Strong won, I think won about 10 minutes. Strong won relatively easily, no big near-fall sequences, which I found confusing given how well they've built up Garcia in other matches. Yeah. I think this is a victim of a bad crowd. Uh, I think the same thing happened on Raw with Nakamura and Balor. Like the match was good, but a disinterested crowd sort of, and I and not feeling like this is as good of a mm. match that they probably should have. Um, I, th- I think hurt this some way. For me, I mean, I only had two notable things about this outside of the crowd, which is that Strong won, and he chops Daniel Garcia in the knob. And the and the Garcia dance. Exactly. He was doing his dance, and he turned around, and Roderick Strong, just like he used to do in Reseda, uh, um, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. have much heat. Yeah, was a thing. Willow Nightingale got a video package because she is the new New Japan. Strong women's champion after Manet got injured. Yeah, I was going to say, but who was featured within this video package? 
Mercedes, my yes. name. Oh, make, yeah, of course. Making her AEW debut, of course. Uh, I, I kid. No, I was, I was teasing. Maybe we'll run with that as the uh, the lead. Shock AEW debut. Well, it is, it is interesting to see Mercedes Sasha Banks on AEW programming. Referenced by name, no less as mm-hmm. well. They were not sort of hiding around that. And nor, you know, you wouldn't expect them to either. They've got a very good relationship with New Japan and, and Bushi Road. And she is a Bushi Road talent. So, of course, they're going to reference them in the same way they would reference Ishii or yeah. Tanahashi and yeah. this any other. So, but it was kind of, you know, it was kind of cool to see Mercedes Monet yeah. as part of an AEW broadcast. Felt right. I thought this did a really good job for Willow Nightingale yeah. as well. I saw that uh, Bully Ray was, I uh, thought this was a terrible segment. Um, what? Because it only went 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess it could have gone longer. Could have had, yeah. But it, it was... She didn't want... She, yeah. She, they showed her win. She said she won. She held up the belt. And what more do you want out of this? Yeah. Well, hopefully she gets something after this. Yeah. The rematch. Uh, I mean, it depends mm-hmm. on how bad the injury is, I guess. Well, I was saying within AEW. Yes. Because yeah, that's yeah. a New Japan championship. You know, we in the predictions video tomorrow... You'll hear a sort of fantasy book. Well, maybe that's how Willow Nightingale gets the shot at the TBS title. She's like, well, I'll put my belt on the line, Jay Cargill, if you put on yours. That's that, and that's the Forbidden Door match. Mm. Uh, and the main event was the enormously fun. I loved this match. Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta representing the Blackpool Combat Club, taking on Lucha Bros, Ray Phoenix and Penta. It's Brilliant. A very good match. Excellent <sighs> match. Danielson was out on commentary. Referred to Excalibur as Man in the Mask. Nice little Regal mm. shout out there. Oh, he said Regal's name directly. He certainly did. At uh, one point after, uh, I think, Utah bridged out or he or he got pile driven. He was the pile driver. Yeah. So that's what the combat club trains. It's how to twist your neck so you don't get hurt on these sorts of moves. My favorite thing about Danielson, though, is when Utah had that lackadaisical cover. Mm. And Brian <laughs> was very upset by this because that is not what the combat club do even at the end because the bucks interfered they cost claudio and you to the match mox runs out they chase the bucks up out the stands uh you can see brian like yelling at Utah. Like, yeah. what the hell are you doing there? His, and uh, will Utah puts his hands behind his back ready to accept his punishment because he made the also he was the one that was pinned in the match so danielson is like he's con- occupied with the young bucks because the the finish of the match is that uh, they went to hit the, uh, the the pile driver, the Lucha Bros did. Claudio was about to get in the ring to break it up, but the Young Bucks appeared from underneath mm-hmm. the ring, held onto Claudio's legs so he couldn't get in, and that's what led to the finish. And then Danielson like throws off the headset, storms down, Matt and Nick run out, and Moxie's there cutting his promo. But Danielson, obviously occupied with that, but then doosh, straight onto yeah, YouTube yeah. to be like, you made a mistake there. You should be a tag team champion now. This was a great match. Like the styles mesh so well. Claudio looks like like a Britain here, a goddamn Terminator. Just like walking through people, strength moves, lariats. Um, but the this was an angle for about four weeks ago. Correct. Three, four weeks ago. Oh yeah. Uh, I think right now, if you're doing this here, you have to do something bigger. And that is, well, Claudio and you to win the ROH tag team titles. Wow, what momentum they've got going in. Another giant brawl. Everyone freaking comes out. I don't know. It's just, I I, th- I feel like you should have had last week's angle here. I was waiting for Omega and Paige to come out in this yeah. segment. I, I don't know, like, you know, ending with a big schmoz brawl is a bit of a cliched way to, to go off the air on your go-home show, but... 
it is in keeping with the feud and it is in keeping with the match that they're going to yeah. do on Sunday. You know, Excalibur screaming, can you imagine what's <laughs> going to happen on Sunday at pay-per-view in Anarchy in the Arena? As it stands, it's just Moxley cut a very good promo while Matt and Nick stood in the crowd. And that's cool, but mm. it's not a hot go-home angle. And I think that's kind of my feelings overall on this show. Yeah. Was, it was a good show, but it was not like a go-home show. It was a mid. It was a just keeping stuff on the boil show. Yeah, it's we're, we're saving all everything for double or nothing on Sunday, so don't don't exert yeah. yourself too much. I uh, yeah, that that's exactly my thoughts on it too. Um, I would give well, I did give this eighty percent, so four out of five, which is high. I I would have given this when I finished it. I I, I thought to myself, well, that's a three out of five show, like a almost standard dynamite. But I think a lot of that's just leveled up, but leveled up <laughs> by some of the very good wrestling on the show and i did enjoy some of the segments on it but this is kind of like a two two and a half episode oh wow i just i thought it was a, a good episode of dynamite but considering it was also it should be a go home show for dynamite for me that kind of takes it down yeah so, yes yeah. well no poll today, so apologies, you can't have your thoughts, uh, but just take our thoughts instead. <laughs> we well, just spam it and, you know, just, just write down what you would have scored this out of five. I'm going to say a big thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon, our $25 a month or more backers, Stella Keller O'Brien. And Marcus, he's got Soul Campbell. That's a football joke. And, of course, our wonderful mods, who we wouldn't be able to do this without, so let's get some cheap modding pops in the comments, Andy, CJ, John, Les, Rob, and of course, because she never writes her name down Aww. in this list, the mod mother, Jenna. Thank you all. Cheap ups. Woo! Um, yes, they are responsible for keeping the chat nice. They keep, for you, you, they keep you lot in check. Let's do last call for Omega Chats. On the AEW Dynamite, we have Graham Shaw. Battle Royal prediction. It opens up with Orange getting the Andre spot. Everyone gangs up to eliminate him, ensuring a new champ. Half prediction. If MJF loses, it's to the real best Beatle from his an analogy, John Darby. And please let this be the last JJ match. JJ? Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots to unpack there. Um, <laughs> I don't think Cassidy is losing that battle royal. Uh, I don't think MJF is going to lose either. Uh, but also, like, I mean, I think that, and I don't want this to be JJ's last match because obviously he's so great. Uh, ain't he great, you might ask? Is John the best Beatle, though? No, Paul is. I always thought it was George. You are just beyond contrarian. What do you, what do you mean? Sometimes. It's not contrarian. He's got my. He, he wrote all of my favorite tracks. Here comes the sun, while my guitar gently weeps. I think those are arguably two of the best people. And they're, they're Harrison songs. I mean, the best songs are the co-authored McCartney-Lennon ones. Or Lennon-McCartney. <laughs> Depending on which side you're on. Well, I know it is officially Lennon-McCartney. Yeah. But which is, you know, I don't think Paul's particularly happy. No, that's why I said McCartney-Lennon. <laughs> I don't think Paul's particularly happy about that these days. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I also think he had the... Did he have the best run afterwards? Yes. Well, I mean, well, Wings. They're only the band the Beatles could have been. <laughs> Uh, what was I listening? Coming up. It's a great song. 
But is it like, is it George good though? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've had um, another person whose name has been missed off. Please tell the mods what it is and we'll aim to shout you out. Hi lads, hate to admit it, but Luke's right. I'm looking forward to the tag title match more than the four-way world title. Let's go, JJ. <laughs> P.S. Sorry, I won't be at the watch-along. I have a wedding to attend, but could get cancelled. <laughs> Lol, jam at jam. Let's, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope they pull out of that. Ethan Cassidy, uh, I think they should have Justin Roberts announce the extra rule for the open house matches, kind of like they do with the pure titles rules. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea, yeah. Aoife. Um, and that's all of our chats. There is a little note oh. here from the moderators that just says, um, this is from moderator John, Paul was the most talented, John was the best, George was the most underrated. Yeah, I think that's fair. George was underrated, but still, <laughs> when he's properly rated, it's underneath Paul. John, yeah, he's a little bit of a twat, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think in, in my rankings, I think it is George, Paul... John and poor, poor old Ringo. Poor old, but he's just happy to be in the four. Not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us here today and for all your wonderful Omega chats. If you haven't already, please do subscribe because we've got loads of content this weekend. We certainly do. Tomorrow, AEW Double or Nothing predictions. It's myself and Oliver Davis going through the card for Double or Nothing and giving our predictions. And you get to watch Ollie do Wrestle League live. So that's a good bit of fun. Go over to WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestle League and you can sign up to Wrestle League for free as well. And uh, on Saturday, it is live from the Long Arm Pub and Brewery in Shoreditch. Our reactions to WWE Night of Champions. We're going to be raising money throughout that stream for women in sport. Mm. And we'll be holding if you're going to be, if you're there in attendance as well. We're going to be holding a raffle there, and all that money will be go, going to women in sport to win a replica jam that championship, which we will Oof. be signing there for you as well with a little personal message. That is heavy to ship. Yes, so we're going to hand it to the person <laughs> in, in, in their life. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's not open to all the ultra chatters. Look, I'm just... into this whole charity thing, but that's a heavy package. So that's going to be live on Saturday afternoon, actually, for you viewers, or morning in some cases for you Americans. Um, and then there will be live reactions to AEW Double or Nothing over the weekend as well, including reviews of... Clash of the Castle. No, Night of the Champions. Night of the Champions, but with myself and Oliver Davis, and a review of Double or Nothing on the Monday with Oliver Davis and The Truth, Dan Layton. So please do subscribe to the rest of the podcast because we've got a whole lot of content going up and enable those notifications to know when we always go live. We had so many plugs there. We've had two extra chats. Coming. Whoa! Ollie Rodriguez Dolman. Personally feel like the fan reaction to Punk is going to further Punk to becoming more like Cena with a 50-50 split, which honestly might work in their favour of telling the story of his character. Would love if his chant became "Let's go punk." CM sucks. What a what a ten year arc that is. I had not. I hadn't even considered mm. what a split chant would sound like, but I kind of love yeah, that. That's a really cool idea. That's Ollie. really good. Uh, and then Tam Rizza, shout out the Cineworld. Hope they get back up, as Ross Tweddle would say, up the Cineworld. Also, Ollie, you say Sabu the same as Nabu in the Mighty Boosh. Can't wait for Double or Nothing. And for Punk Beam back. 
Well, that's a positive one. Well, I mean, I don't think he's going to be on double or nothing. No. I think they'll save that for Collision. We've got another one that's just come in. John Wick, one GM, said, would love it if Darby, Darby won the belt and lost it back to MJF at the next pay-per-view to keep up the story that he doesn't hold belts long. Plus, I kind of want MJF to lose and regain the title so he can just rack up title reigns. No, that's a WWE way of thinking. We don't, we don't rack up title reigns. We have quality over quantity. I agree. Well, thank you very much. Uh, please go and watch the rest of Talk News over on the other channel or the Night of Champions predictions that's on here right now. I've been Ollie Davis. Luke going DAD. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting 100 back and 100 accurate taxes only from intuit TurboTax. must file by 331 credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service offer can be modified or terminated at any time 